0: weren't live. Um, welcome to the Expanding with Erin podcast. And today I have a very special guest a, an incredible soul that um, I've been blessed to align with recently, and I wanted to share him with my community. And so today we have Huna Flash, um, Maudi Lemurian Elder, and stargate gatekeeper, and just a divine spirit and soul. Um, And so today we're going to be talking a lot about ancient Lemuria. We're going to be talking about um, the disappearing of Lemuria and the whole mystery surrounding it and so many other cool things. So Huna, great to have you here. How are you?
1: Um, fantastic, thank you. Um, greetings to you and uh, the sweet, sweet, dearly beloveds, your audience here, sweet, sweet dear ones. Thank you for your welcome, and you're so kind, divine, very kind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here. So, um, not many people know about the Maori; um, th- those that group of people in who are native to New Zealand. Is that correct?
1: That bunch of people, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The the tribe were way down under. (laughs) The the first time I heard about the Maori um, was actually from a Hawaiian elder, um, one of my sweet uh, sisters and Mm -hmm. spiritual mothers that I met in Kauai. And so to connect with you a few months after, it was just so divine because I literally asked spirit, I have to meet a Maori Native. So, can you share with us about your upbringing in the Maori lineage and traditions?
1: Absolutely. Um, without tooting my horn too much, um, let me thank. I'd like to thank uh, the elders who saw saw um, to guide you, guide us together. Let me thank them as we always recognize our elders and our relations and our brothers and sisters in Hawaii. As Hawaii is one of my ancient homes, as some may know, um, some may not, for those who don't, um, I am of Maori descent. Um, Maori simply means children of innocence or uh, more, more, more glorious ch- children of heaven.
2: Mm. <laughs> Literal meaning.
1: <laughs> It's literal meaning. Um, it is spoken, spoken in, a, in a few ways. Aaron, it is also spoken as Mahdi. If you are familiar in the uh, Damascus area, Syria and Iran, Iraq, Mahdi is also spoken in that language as well. Mahdi, Maori and uh, Hawaii also speak Mauli, and all the other islands also speak Maori. Same thing. Who are the Maori? What do you mean, uh, children of heaven? How can how can we claim to be the children of heaven when everyone claims to be the chosen ones? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But it's not it's not uh, inclusive. It's it's not just uh, the flag of New Zealand that are Maori. And our understanding of the feeling of Maori, is we are all Maori. Um, what do I mean? It's Maori is. Colourless.
2: Okay,
1: Maori is not a, a race. Maori is our uh, link to our innocence. In other words, also you can also include Lemurian in this, as we speak Maori, we speak the dialect, we speak part Maori and part Lemurian within our language. So there is this flag, right? There is a Maori flag. We say so we have a Maori flag that says we're Maori. Okay, and then okay, uh, if everybody is Maori, surely they have their flag too. Yeah, they do. It doesn't matter what country you're from, you have a flag. It it represents those certain areas. But as we we all uh, understand uh, the the memory and the journey towards the and re, and the rekindling of our innocence,
2: right? mm-hmm.
1: we hold to that and. We are great sticklers and we like to hold to that in our culture that we are all Māori, everybody's Māori, everybody's returning to Lemuria, everyone's returning home. I see. Of course, it's easier said than done. And uh, I think we're getting better at it. Despite what's going on in the world, I think we're getting better at it. Actually, if everything is serving us, everything serves the moment, dark or light, sometimes the dark doesn't know it's working for the light. It's, it's moving us all together. Okay? Pain mm-hmm. and sorrow, joy and laughter, everything's going off all at once. Anyway, being Maori, being Maori, being born in this, uh, and growing up in the 60s, born in the 60s, growing up in the 60s and 70s in New Zealand was an incredible time for me. And my tutorship and my my education, and I of Mm -hmm. course, still learning even at the ripe old age of sixty. But my education doesn't only only um, source from New Zealand. It it sources from many elders and many tribes from around the world, and my connection to them and my travels. Let's say. So being Maori is to is just to remind. And remember, we are all traveling home together, towards each other. You know, I have the saying. There's a saying in Lemurian, right? This is not Māori. There's a Lemurian. It's this sound, mata ko. Though though my feet walk in an opposite direction, know that I always walk towards you.
2: Mm. No
1: hello and there is no goodbye. There is mata ko. Okay? Not cool.
0: I can so. feel the the vibration of the words that I guess we would say are um, Lemurian words. Um, and I know when you and I spoke before, you spoke about the, dip, the, the vibration of the Lemurian language or even the Maori lang- language, which is, I guess, more pure in vibration, less distortion. Um, going or moving in all directions. And as you're sharing these words with us, I just wanted to highlight that I can feel in my spirit that the energy of these words move in all directions.
1: You are very clear and you're very kind and you're very uh, absolutely correct. The more that we speak towards the blueprint of, of sound and light, Mm the more clearer and, and the more um, powerful source information that we are emitting, that we're putting out there in the atmosphere. So when we speak Polynesian, when we speak our indigenous languages, it's already a light language. And the key part of it is we know what we are saying. It is a light language that we speak. And we are know when we know what we are saying. If you've had enough education, okay, and you speak several Indigenous languages or you are connected to several Indigenous languages, um, that's a wonderful, powerful source education. Um, Language being not necessarily just an an alphabetical or um, words just kind of mishmashed together. You know, um, (laughs) it is a language of energy, vibration, frequency, and it is very magnetic. When you speak this kind of language you don't you're not actually talking about a about something you are talking the thing you are saying the thing that is the thing and not speaking about a thing oftentimes mm-hmm. in the English language you it's, you are speaking something that does not necessarily mean what you are speaking quite often right
2: yeah,
1: yeah. and so uh, there is a deception there not by anybody's fault but that's just the way it's built there was a reason also why it's built, okay? And and so uh, when we return back to the one language where we were speaking closely to one another so long ago, we return back to that energy vibration frequency, and it's very magnetic and telepathic, uh, uh, omnidirectional and multidimensional, quantum, mm-hmm. if you like to use that word. It's okay to use that word. We can quantum. use that. Like
2: that
1: Otherwise, yeah. we, we just say we, we speak Maori. And it's system, it, it, <laughs> it does it all.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. So because I, I can that feel that the, a,
0: the energy of the words themselves are creating. When you are saying you're not talking about a thing, you are speaking the thing itself. And it gives me the feeling of speaking high vibrating language creates reality, but but a harmonious reality as opposed to some of the other languages that we've been taught we're creating but we're unconsciously creating what we don't want we're we're it's like the 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 lower vibrational sound dialect is creating the disharmonious reality
1: yeah you know sometimes if though you have people that speak a light language or speak their soul language as somebody is offering here sometimes there's a remembering that is a memory or a remembering that's a little bit lapsed not always uh, absolutely correct uh connecting precisely and this is a this is a realm in the third dimension that is a realm of distortion it has distortion I'm not saying that you're distorted you can be uh, in something but not be of it. We can be in this dimension but not be of it. That is a challenge to be um, at a place before confusion, let us say at a place before distortion. Uh, to uh, The challenge is to, is to certainly connect to the purest and the highest. Now, sometimes that requires you to step out of your comfort zone Sometimes that requires you to go to the places and meet with the people and not always do everything in the remote. Okay, It, it actually is something that we've been asking for a long time. I know my elders are certainly my, uh, my teachers, who was my father's teachers, who's been my uncle's teachers, who were my family's teachers. He espoused this to us, and many elders espouse we must go to travel and pick up the pieces of our people around the world. Have to, don't have to, do it if you want to do it, don't do it. But I'm just sharing this is what I do, what I have done, according to my soul's purpose and my mission in life. Everybody has their life's work, my soul work, if you like. And so when you do this, when you go to the places, I spent 20 years with Native American chiefs and elders doing ceremonies, their ceremonies and they accepting my ceremonies into their into their medicine lodges, which is unheard of.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was very fortunate to be able to to administer uh, ceremonies of of my lineage into their longhouses. If there was something that that was uh, um, beyond their reach or they weren't able to uh, clear up, so they would call me occasionally, and this is all across the board across. North America, across the United States, all over the world, and I still do that today. Um, in, in some ways, but mostly, what I got out of it, my education, yeah, my, yeah. I, I, it's an incredible education being there. So mm-hmm. it's like, you're like, okay, you're going to talk about a people and talk about a thing, and then you can go and be the thing with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm and that that is that is uh, uh what we uh, talk about by coming together and uniting We're building bridges uh-huh. <laughs> building the bridges mm-hmm. and and that's what I have done and that's what I do and despite some of uh you know um, being away from uh, Aotearoa Tanimaro being away from the land of the long white dragon for such a long time was also what has been asked of me i had to i had mm-hmm. to i had to um integrate that and take that in and be of that because that is what is what was going on that is what's happening now I'm still doing this work.
0: Mm -hmm. So it sounds like growing up in the traditional Maori lineage has given you access to ancient Lemurian ways and practices that the modern human may not be privy to. So can you share with us what it was like to live in that culture and develop spiritually at such a young age?
1: The Maori culture is a living culture, living and breathing. Breathing sacred breath is very important. We live and breathe our culture into all the inanimate objects to breathe life into them. As long as a Māori is off on the planet breathing, kicking and breathing and doing the things that a Māori does, this planet continues. There's an ancient saying that says, so long as there's one remaining on the planet, the, the, the rest, they, they will all return, meaning um, <clears throat> not just Māori but all beings, all life. We are that now. There are protocols and tools. Um, one of the protocols is referred to as the Waikara, which means the light that protects the water. And the Waikara is a protocol that utilises the vessel of the mother and the light of father's energy. They combined in their work to work with them in balance, both mm-hmm. in their physical, the physical instrument and implements and. The sound and light, the sound and light from the, uh, well, let us say we speak the Māori or we speak Lamurian, and Long Long, we utilize the sound and light to activate and turn on and switch on um, the protocol, what is needed for that particular moment. Mm -hmm. It it is also, you know, it's used for clearing energies for land, home, land, water, sky, your community, home, the very basic things you would like to. Let's just say um, afford yourself a comfortable rest and and a comfortable environment for your family and your friends and those visiting you. These are these are basics. So the white cutter though is very powerful, and it does re, it rely heavily on your sacredness, the sacredness of your breath,
2: mm.
1: and um, the navigation and the implementation of implementation of certain tools that are you are that you learn to uh, gather up and you learn to find and you learn to use even more intensely and more effectively over a period of your life, Okay, a period of your life. And I I have an abundance of tools and methods and protocols, kawa or technology that is is, um, directly connected to the sacred breath, the sound and light the sacredness of sound and light and the word spoken in uh, the light language of Lemuria. Now, of course, we have, I have courses and you are uh, a new student of the house of Huna. You are learning these things. And I am honored that you have come to the house of Huna yourself and your partner. And there are many uh, that have joined the house of Huna uh, school of light. Now, these this this implementation of these tools there are there are tools that and I found this I learned this it took a while a couple of decades to learn this that mm-hmm. there are some tools and implement, um protocols that have come that have returned to the planet that have not been on the ground on the planet for thousands and thousands of eons mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Be, because there are an alignment to the new stargates that are being that are now in our uh, in, this, in our cosmic local space that weren't there for a long time but have now come in, and that's brought mm-hmm. an incredible incredible um, medicines with it. Let me just say it that way: it has brought some incredible m- medicines with it from so long ago into the now. And uh, working with those protocols, uh, allowing them to download into me, and then, and then myself taking those protocols—you could say alchemy if you like—I <laughs> would go beyond the alchemy, the words of English, and these words of Greek, and speak directly into what is the kawa uh, or to kawa. We call the medicines of, of through through these stargates and implementing them in, in certain locations that's needed. The work to be done. And that's confirmed after after a while of you doing the work, knowing that you've done, uh, you've you've placed this blessing here or there. You place the items and the protocols in the right place. You must have courage, depending on where you're going. You might have to go up a mountain, fifteen thousand feet, thirteen thousand feet. You might have to go into an underground cave down underground. Where I have been, I have been up 14,000 feet. <laughs> I've been under the ground in, in, in the cave of Morgana in, in Ireland. I have been in stargates in, in the mud and stargates in the water and stargates in the ocean and stargates on yeah. hills and portals, different portals, all kinds of places. And I have confirmed these things for myself. I can share this with you, and with our sweet, sweet dear ones here, that that journey, uh, and, of course, a mission, should it be your mission, uh, is is an incredible journey of information and education, and a wonderful learning of the knowledge of uh, <laughs> and vibration energy frequency and the magnetic. Okay, new ability to command and control this through your DNA and emotions and all these things. Uh, to, to the challenge the challenge though is to continue with the sacred breath. Right? The sacred breath we call the waidua. In the sacred eternal memory, uh, remembering the eternal memory of the way to
2: <clears throat>
1: bring these different pathways all together in through you from one direction, past, present, or whatever, in directions and dimensions into your one breath. And speaking that all of that simultaneously, in of course, the highest intentions.
0: Yeah. I want to ask you is there any rite of passage? that you go through as either a young male or a young girl in the Maori Lemurian traditions to be able to receive um, maybe higher mystery school wisdom and information um, after you've sort of mastered connecting with the breath.
1: Yes. You're, You're required to follow instruction, certainly at the mystery schools, what we call the wānanga or the kūra wānanga. I attended a wānanga, the mystery school of the special bird, Manuāraki. It has since been uh, uh, reorganised, but at that time when our teacher was alive then, you... uh, you had to when you when you entered. You had to sit and be very quiet and just listen. We were also uh, um, not able to write down anything. You had to sit and listen. Was it punishment? No. It's like you just had to sit. and if It was a concrete floor, hard floor. You just had to sit and listen for hours upon hours. And then you would you would uh, if you lived a long way from the school, you you would journey back every other month to go back to the to the, to the to the school and do and be consistent so long as you were consistent you know they they um meaning you were quite happy to receive most peoples for that matter especially in these modern times but long time ago you you were required to pass certain levels of commitment
2: mm-hmm. you
1: would you would have to take practices on multiple, multiple uh implements in multiple let me say uh multiple techniques to ensure that you were serious about it right and also sometimes you'd you'd come out with bleeding ankles Okay. <laughs> if you went if you weren't paying attention and listening clearly you would also get a beating in a way i'd say that in a in a loving way, you you would also be, uh, if you were learning the tayaha, another type of implement, if you didn't move the action the right way, <clears throat> you would hit yourself. Okay? So in order for you to not hit yourself, you had to do it correctly.
2: Mm-hmm. So a
1: lot of times you would hit yourself until you learned the lesson. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, were, you would challenge yourself. You must challenge yourself. That is the right of passage, to challenge yourself and stay committed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, uh, and I know some other cultures you would, uh, to receive your um, <clears throat> manhood, you had to climb up a tree and bite the feather off an eagle's tail. Or in Africa, you would have to go and hunt the lion or other, mm-hmm. at least and while in New Zealand we don't have lions, right? we do have birds. But you have to you would have to learn also how to um, provide hospitality mm-hmm. to the tribe and to the family or to the community and learn those ways of providing food and sustenance learn how to do these uh, one would say domestic chores but I know hospitality was at the at the basis of it to be hospitable very important part of our culture mm-hmm. food dining <laughs> gathering being with Everyone very important part,
2: mm-hmm. and so every every
1: young man was challenged to to cook in the ground and create the 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 open the pit of the mother, open the 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 what we call a hangi or an umu, where we would cook in the ground. Every young man had to learn that in, in my time, and would be on a solo mission to feed uh, an entire family, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes hundreds of hundreds of people. And they would have to do it himself or himself, absolutely, and herself, and 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 two two people, also uh, masculine and feminine, to work with the earth and with the earth oven, the umu. I know, I know, in Swahili and in Africa that they also have the word umu, which means earth, earth oven. We have the mm-hmm. same word umu, which means to to also to. Uh, you know, uh, pass on that hospitality through the Mother Earth means as well. So that was also a passage, a rite of passage.
2: I because see. Because
1: this, this is also a blessing to give, a powerful protocol to give to the people. Uh, some would say manakutanga, some would say are. I'm not going to speak Māori, I would just try to share this with you it's hospitality
0: (laughs) some people want you to speak some um someone actually asked a bit ago if you could share some maori or some light language with us maybe um maybe at the end of this later
1: i will don't worry i will you're going to be repeating after me okay i'm going (laughs) to invite you to repeat
0: okay somebody here
1: from cape town in south africa and i was just in south africa um activating resetting a frequency for the Stargate on the lion's the lion's head, we call markete The white, mm-hmm. the white lion's head, Stargate in Kick That's right at Table Mountain. And so we use these protocols, these what I'm speaking of, these tools. I utilize them at the Stargates and at certain places that are asking for it.
0: So as I can imagine there's a lot of sacred hidden information um, that you've probably received through your mystery school trainings. But can you share with us what you can about Lemuria or Mu, the ancient land of Mu and how your lineage and ancestry has been able to hold on to the remembrance of those times.
1: Yes. Um, there has been a remembering, a very powerful remembering for some. Certainly you cannot Google these things I'm talking about. If you're going to Google Google things that I'm talking about, you'll probably run into my name and what, <laughs> what, I've, shared, what I've been sharing about and a certain few others. There aren't too many share these things in this this level. <clears throat> there is in Māori, but you would have to learn Māori. But also that Lemuria began so long ago when there was the first mountain. Okay. Now, this is not so much that it's, uh, it's, it's knowledge that people are not allowed to have. They can have this. I'm going to share this. Okay. They should have this as, as, as part of the remembering for them. Perhaps they're remembering. There was a mountain so long ago, that mountain was known as Mo'au. At the top of that mountain was a was their first civilization on the planet. That civilization still today is there, the remnants of it, which is known as Maui. Okay. Maui, the home of the descendants. Now, Moau um, was situated with Hawaii. In the in the Pacific where Hawaii is but it is also where New Zealand was and I say was before New Zealand arrived in its current location it was in that same location with Maui the energy of it and the physical the physical uh, body of New Zealand it wasn't called New Zealand it was simply called Ma- mo and the mountain of the world the first mountain of the world we say 650 million years ago Okay, six hundred and fifty million years ago. This is first civilization of Lemuria. Now let's just dig into the word sound Lemuria for a moment. Everybody's familiar with it. Mm -hmm. It derives its source energy from the sound of Kimuria. Can you all say Kimuria? Right. This is this is an energy just a level deeper than the Maori flag. Kimuria means oh. Oh, you're back. Good to see you again. <laughs> Give me a hug. It's quite simple. It means the first embrace.
2: Mm-hmm. As
1: beings coming from light into, into form energy. Our first emotional and our first attachment to emotion and feelings was the embrace. Mm-hmm. Of seeing each other for the again for the first time. But somehow remembering each other, as we do today, that still lasts. That is the essence of Lemuria. That is the essence of Mu. That is the essence of returning home in that embrace. Ask yourself. I mean, you guys all know. There is one of our elders from India going all the way around the world. How many times have you been going around the world? Amma has been going around the world giving people hugs for the last 60 years. This is Amma. You know her, our kuya, our grandmother, the grandmother. She's been going around hugging people. She knows what that, then this is what we're speaking of, that um, Lemuria became known as the embraced. Oh, you're back. Good to see you again. The first time, the last time, now,
2: <laughs> all <laughs> into one,
1: all into one. Um, and certainly physically, the planet at the time was Papa Tuonuku, this planet Earth, Mother Earth in the one land, Gotwana, Pangaea, if you like. Uh, people use the, the mm. title Hyperborea, which is kind of way late. It's, it's, too, it's <laughs> too ancient to be speaking Hyperborea because that's Greek and that was never around back then. So uh, when we speak the Lemudian, uh, we are speaking Moal, the, mount, the first mountain of the world. Maui was what we refer to as the village of the descendants when we descended upon the mountain. Maui means the descendant. Maori is an aspect of Maui, which is the descendant from heaven, the children from heaven. If you go to Maui now, and this is why one of the reasons why I was in Hawaii about uh, six, seven years ago when I was in Hawaii teaching, I had a workshop for the Kahunas to remind them of Maui and remind them where the what the mountain was, which mountain it was. Mm-hmm. It is not Faleatara, it is not Mangakea, it is not Mangalor. It is it is it is where Maui is now. But Maui was at the top of the mountain. This is when the mountain was above the sea level, the level of the water. Actually, and now uh, remembering it has come through that we remember it to be over roughly thirty, if we say thirty miles high. That wasn't the language used. We just we speak to it Iterangi, which was in the heavens. Okay. The mountain was in the heavens, meaning in those subatomic temperatures, sub-zero temperatures where the Ponamu was created. There's another aspect of this, of the stone that comes from that mountain, that came from New Zealand. It's just why we say New Zealand is part of that mountain, because that stone was transferred when New Zealand broke away from that mass, it moved to where it is now. Mm-hmm. It carried that stone with it. And that stone was forged, created on the mountain so long ago. It's called Pounamu, or uh, they call greenstone. Uh, we don't use the word jade, but okay. Chinese have the word jade. Asians have the word jade. But this is a particular type of Pounamu. And what does po Namu mean in the sound? It means the pillar of the earth. Po-na-mu. This is where the sound of mu and the civilization of mu first came from, this very powerful crystal, this stone mm-hmm. pillar of earth. And the civilizations of mu and Lemuria were just that, pillars of the earth, pillars of nature, pillars of uh, a superintelligence, land, water, sky, through the sacred breath, nature. We required no metals and flying ships and metal ships to traverse the dimensions and space. All we had to do was speak and open a portal and transport ourselves. That was it. We have no need of starships. They were too slow. (laughs) They're too slow and cumbersome and
0: misdirected and always get shot at. Speaking of starships... Um, I mean, the f- hearing that La Muria was 650 million years ago, and I see some folks are saying, wow, that's really interesting. Um, what was the galactic connection?
2: Okay, was so many star many nations
0: galactic connection and communication and travel and stargate travel and and things of the sort.
1: So and there were at times, uh, there were let's say four moments of Lemuria spread across six hundred and fifty million years. The last fall of Lemuria was sixty million years ago. Here, in the Yucatan Peninsula, here in what is now known as Mexico, part of the reason why I live here, and that was the fall of Fourth Lemuria. Now, these four moments uh, at the at the tail end of these civilizations. You know, there were a variety of uh, uh, titles. Mu um, people call it Hyperborea, or some would speak of Tartaria, but they were never that. They were never that so ancient. Those are Atlantean times. Mu was so far before that. When um, Lemuria one in the Pacific, Lemuria two was when Turtle Island or the Americas. Uh, Shifted again and moved and created Europe. So from America to Europe and that whole line across from um, Greenland, Iceland, and over to Europe, UK, Europe—that's known as Lemuria Two. Okay, and Lemuria Three is on the other side with Asia and India, China and Japan. When that continent shifted and the mountain began to rise in Tibet, that became uh, that became Lemuria Three. That civilization. That's before India, right? This is before the blankets were laid on the ground, okay? Before the blankets were laid onto the the beautiful meadows on the side of the mountain, there was the mountain. Always the mountain returned. So four locations of the mountain. Lemuria (coughs) 4, excuse me, let me just get a drink of water. Sure, go ahead. Lemuria 4 came at the table mountain. In Africa. Okay. Now that the the peoples of the time the Lemurians had experienced all these these uh turns of these different ages, different moments, there were breakdowns, there were betrayals, and there were wars. And so <clears throat> there were some there were these betrayals throughout these four moments They were, they were huge in a way, because there had been millions of years between between each movement which was always very painful to us and in the memory because things were so beautiful. At that Mm -hmm. time in First Lemuria, things were so pure and so clear before confusion, at the time before distorted light, from undistorted Mm -hmm. light at the time before confusion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so as we get to Fort Lemuria and these, let's just say these... um, these viruses or these energies started coming in through these final year times of Lemuria, um, the land the land was being, uh, and the people uh, needed help. So other star nations were coming in and calling in, coming in to help each other. So you have this time where Pleiadians, you hear the stories of it, oh all, the Pleiadians created the humans. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. It was they came in to help support uh, our DNA and bring in more codes of our of Mm -hmm. our lineage, you know. (laughs) And so you have many many star nations. uh, The Nazca, you have the uh, the the the, what they called the the Nosa or the Nosa or Nota of a people known. You have other star nations like the Anasazi. Uh, We're being uh, energies were coming back in to support the the recreation of the human DNA, the root, the root blueprint code. And uh, from there, the final, the final uh, fall of Lemuria IV was about 60 million years ago. This is, this was a war we had. Um, Some say it's the Orion Wars, but it's kind of, it was, it was a, this one was the big one. And then there was quite a few following that. Um, this this wall, uh, the uh, Lemuria fall, which is here in the Yucatan, there was no Gulf of Mexico then, not until after the war. So once the war came, there was a comet that came in, and that comet was a weapon. It was not sort kind of a natural disaster. It was from a war, and uh, some of the star nations were using planets and comets and asteroids and throwing them at each other. Can you imagine that? like a giant,
2: <laughs> and it
1: throws it at you, you know. Yeah. That kind of thing was going on, and that's what happened here. And that weapon hit in the Gulf, which is now the Gulf of Mexico. There was no Gulf of Mexico then. And our wars, we were after that explosion, The, the we, we speak of a time when the sea was red, in the time of the red water. And that red water, time of the red water, it lasted for millions of years until it returned to its a natural state. And as it did come to peace, there were millions of years of peace, and then Atlantis arrived. Mm-hmm. And this is at the island of Cozumel, which is the island of the goddess, right here off the Yucatan Peninsula, that in that area where Atlantis, we say Atlantis began. Now, where are we today, in Lemuria? Um, so we go from the mountain through all of these periods, Lemuria two, II, three, and four. You know, I was in Ireland and Wales. And I went on a tour to a place called Dingle Harbor. I loved it there. The, the guide took me in across the ocean into these caves that you could only go in on a boat. And there were these big, huge caves. If you know anything about Lemurian crystals, they have striations on, on the crystal.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm just kind of I'm kind of diverting a little bit here because it's a little about Lemuria. This crystal is a Lemurian crystal. Mm. Double-headed dragon crystal. Mm-hmm. It has striations on it. and cool. yeah, striations. Well, those striations are codes and speak a language, share a language with the information. You, if you, if you rub your nail along them, those same striations were on the cliffs inside a cave in Dingle Harbour in Wales and and in uh, and in uh, Ireland. Um, and was once connected to Wales because that mountain used to connect Wales and Ireland together. Okay, this is this is where uh, the stone for Stonehenge comes from. Comes from second Lemuria. Okay, a lot older than they say, hundreds of millions. And the guide was saying that these these striations on the walls of the caves, uh, their scientists and the geologists put them at three hundred million years. That puts us right in the ballpark of when it moved. Yeah. And the stone that I was gifted, I was gifted a stone from Stonehenge by the Druid Masters. They use in ceremony. I have it here with me, perhaps I will show you. And um that stone is linked in, connected into it. All the ancestors that are in that stone, because it comes directly from the Stonehenge mm-hmm. circle in the UK. Okay. And that stone is connected which is into the
0: Stargate portal, right? Which is a Stargate mm-hmm. portal.
1: Yeah, which that, is also a, a portal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you just been reset in its frequencies. Um, myself and the Bindi Masters, we had done work there over the years. But this particular time, I was gifted a stone from there, and I'm going to show you in a, in a moment. Um awesome. And so that brought memory as well. So so when you are working with the when I, when I said implements and and tools, they include the crystals and the stone and um, the, the vessel of mother. We say in in a variety a varieties of of mother's aspects and essences, let me say, okay,
2: mm-hmm. and her
1: wonderful <laughs> character and personalities in the, the vessel of mother. And we yes. acknowledge this, we acknowledge these, we have to. And so, uh, we come to Lemuria four, and we have our the fall of Lemuria, and then you go into Atlantis and different stages of Atlantis, which there were four different stages of Atlantis, particularly Atlantis two, where you remember mostly. Uh, Egypt, uh, Kemet came out of came out of that Atlantis mm-hmm. and the Anunnaki and the Naki energy, the Archon energy, and the experiments at the uh, at the laboratories of Adam and Eve. And there were several. I don't say mm-hmm. several. There were at least three Adam and Eve moments, which are laboratories. Sure. Right? Well, of course, we're told otherwise by you know sure. who, right? Those that don't want us to know want to just cover it all up. But uh, no. Um so so you have Atlantis that comes along. Now I say today, and I I proclaim this through the work that's been done, that we have now uh, as we as we completed Atlantis, which ended in the Pacific, by the way, at at uh, Easter Island, right? And the Mar in the Marshall Islands and the Marquesas and those those uh, those, uh megaliths, even in New Zealand, the megaliths in New Zealand and the stone in, in the Pacific, where Atlantis returned back to Lemuria, okay, returned back to the nature. It did full cycle, came around mm-hmm. and went <clears throat> below, out of Africa, below South America and all the way back to New Zealand again and, and in the Pacific, Easter Island, those places over the last, let's say, uh, 100,000 years. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, Of course, we arrive in our lineage today as Māori people, and we are of an ancient lineage. Um, But um, today I have spoken that we are now in Lemuria 5. This Mm -hmm. is Lemuria 5. You can say Age of Aquarius all you like if you want to speak Atlantean.
2: (laughs) Atlantean
1: Yes, that's an Atlantean language. That is a language that's used and spoken from the Roman, the Greek, and their war, their warlords, and their gods of war. If you are with that, then you are speaking directly into those the, the, those energies. Some would say so it's so. Really semantics.
0: draconian. It would really be draconian yes. language. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes, it is draconian because it was it was poisoned and infected and flipped and turned and created zodiacs in the sky. And created astrology from it, and the and the tower, the clock tower, was created by them to what? Enslave you, enslave humanity. So for the last quarter of a million years, us we've been going through that system and entrapped in it. Through, and okay, <clears throat> you might say, well, who You just it's semantics. It's just either draconian, Jesuit, Julian, Adamic, whatever, you know. Uh, but okay. We have been through so much suffering and pain, and some of it we've been caused because we can't remember.
2: Mm-hmm. We're
1: being being made not to remember. Some people mm-hmm. today are helping many to wake up and many to awaken me. appreciate your yeah. work and the works of your friends, including Billy, many people, but also this is the work that I do. And uh, Some would disagree that humans cannot do this, that being cannot do it. Only only Yeshua, Yeshua can do this. That's fine. You can have your story point is, uh, allow all to serve. We are serving this uh, coming together in unification. <laughs> like it or not, that's what's happening. And I call this the age <laughs> of liber <Literary> 5. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been an yeah, undoing already. it is. Already.
2: It's happening. There's been
1: mm-hmm. an undoing. The codes we yeah. speak now today, and I'm going to share some with you, are the undoing of the things that did not serve into the things that will serve the entire Uh, kingdoms of heaven on the ground yep thank you can you um bring um the the stone hinge over there in the in the pouch uh, sorry
0: oh no worries at all we're we're i'm excited to connect with the energy of that stone i mean i know it's just going to activate all of us so while we're on this conversation of the draconian dark masters and lords Um, can you talk about who they are, what their intention is, because there's so much information out there, but myself and you, we have the ability to speak on these from a place of total sovereignty and empowerment, which is the intention that I want to bring into the conversation on the draconian infection and infiltration.
1: Boy, boy, now, because we are part in our DNA of the vertebrae in our form, we are of the dragon energy because we have the vertebrate. Either it's invertebrate or vertebrate. either way, it it's, uh, carries the energy through the center of our being. This is also an Anunnaki or Draconian, sorry, not Anunnaki, but a Draconian, uh, a part of the Draconian or reptilian, part of the dragon lineage. Now, there are dragon families. That were created by the dragon, the creator dragons of Lemuria. There are draconian dragons and now Lemurian dragons. In their light essence, there is quite a difference in the light essence and the agenda, and um, the consumption and the consumption of their own babies. Okay, it's a natural thing for 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 alligators and crocodiles to eat their young. That's what they do. That's 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 not an evil thing. That's what they do. Yeah, that's part of the nature that can, can, that comes from, or certainly it comes from uh, an ancient, old, ancient lineage of the draconian, ancient beings on the planet. Also, it also was uh, um, infiltrated and interrupted and put into some of the beings. Now we, as uh, we have this vessel today, this human being vessel with the vertebrae, there were some families so long ago in Mesopotamia, in the Mediterranean okay, Atlantis 2, let me speak to that, that uh, star nations, draconian star nations entered with the Archon essence, certain Anunnaki agendas, and placed it within their DNAs during the times of Adam and the Eve uh, laboratories and placed that into uh, and, and interfered with the human. The Mayans were interfered with. That's why they could not grow anymore. They were interfered. with. They used to be as tall and as big as Māori and Samoan and Islanders, and now our people huge. They are no longer. Uh, that comes from these experiments that took place with these draconians, and so there were certain lineage of people in Europe. Right? We call them the draconian families, the lizard family, right? The uh, so-called royal families of the elite in the UK, which uh, became the Winst- Winstons. Right, the Windsors, the Windsors, and the Rothschilds, and these family lineages throughout Europe, who were in, who who were, uh, they were taken over. Some would say that that they were already Draco. Well, uh, I think they were taken over because because they their original DNA came from Kemet and Kim, and Kim, although Anunnaki at the time. Uh, before there was another turn any in commit that turned through Egypt that brought another infection in. So the word is everybody is innocent, okay? Just allow the light to come. So okay, but this is what happened with the modern lineage and that, and that infection came through came through the lineages in Europe and came through and created the systems that we live, have lived by for the last 5,000 years. Now that trait we've referred to the Maori referred to this as pakiha it means an infection mm-hmm. okay some would say palangi in samoa which means white people so, some some would say the Haoli in hawaii which they're referring to the ones who walk with no breath Haoli.
2: Mm.
1: okay these okay. are very powerful codes actually codes that we need to toss out now because they're not needed anymore but hello this is part of the work we do yes okay so that that Pākehā infection came through and and no doubt everybody was upset about it all cultures all countries right now be, as a as a um, on the way towards that the draconian nations coming out of the uh, which was the polaris in the north star before called draco in the um northern star constellation they decided to come to earth at another time during Lemuria, and it had been coming in and out, and they said yes to one deal and negotiating deals, and they betrayed the and they betrayed. I can't tell you the exact names of these certain kings of the kingdoms of Draco. I don't have that. What I do have is that uh, that alignment, that story, and that pathway that that shows us in the stone, and in the water, and in the mountains, in the sky, and the land that still holds. That memory, if you can yep. connect to it, right, mm-hmm. as well as in the language, the sound and the sound and light, and so this was taking place, um, which many Draco nations came in. The Archons they infected the Jesuits that stole the Jesuit's uh, culture the, um, in 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 Egypt as well, uh, with the Anunnaki taking over and bringing bringing the the, the, uh, the ideal of s- serving a god. One God. When the people served each other, and we're, were spoken of as many gods because each person was speaking from the sacred breath. Everybody spoke from the sacred breath. That means there's that, in a way, sharing the words of God to each other meant that there were more than one God when they were sharing it to each other, sus- mm-hmm. sustenance for each other. And the people were, were multiplied and unified at the same time, not as one God. Many gods sharing the sacred uh, breath and medicine together. That all got messed up, right? And so Anunnaki, another star nation, came in. These were giant nation people that came from other planets. And yes, these, yes, sweet, sweet dear ones, there were other planets. <laughs> it's <was laughs> not a flat earth. I'm sorry, it's not a flat earth. We've got proven it time and time again been shown mm-hmm. okay yes there is a, b- a blockade and a barricade above us and you have to be of the right frequency to access through it and mm-hmm. right? that's why some cannot access and some can right you have to be the vibration that is the law of the cosmos that will not allow distortion to enter back into our spaces and certainly the spaces of lemuria and the stargates yeah. that we are we are guardians of and so these these certain beings that come into are now known as the Europeans now known as the Zionists they are still are remaining in the Zionists the Casarians the Mafia these kinds of attitudes in this Pakeha in in Pakeha, uh infection okay? That and now not not it's 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 colorless by the way so this infection is colorless so not only are uh, these European people it can be Pakeha also you know. Our I mean, people have ad- um, adopted the, some of the Pakeha things, uh, traits and ways and selfishness and these things. It's colorless. It knows no, co- knows no color. It's division
0: it a- and, and separation, which is the, the, at the basis of the infection. So the avatar doesn't matter. Yes. The infection can be living through, operating through anyone or anything. I just want to yes. highlight that for you know, how people are with color and race. Absolutely
2: correct.
0: Uh,
1: Absolutely correct. And that's been an issue, of course. Now, part of my journey is to, like, we've got to let this, we've got to allow this part, we've got to meet and have gatherings to dissolve Mm -hmm. this code. And I call it a code. There's the Pakeha, there's the Haole, and there's the Palangi code. We have to remove that. It's it's, It's also in New Zealand amongst my people, many people. Even in some of the families, towards each other, we got to get rid of this, people. Sweet, sweet dear ones, in order for you to be a sweet, sweet dear one, <laughs> to, to let this stuff go. You know, there's a song that says, Just put it down, put the thing down. Yeah, put it down. Yes, put it down. Yeah, okay, now, okay, so I mean, I'm not giving you precise names and titles of draconian racist because it's just really. The, the ideal of it is an infection and and also of course the, the capturing of our children and stealing their essences and those energies uh, certainly from the blood and and the uh, the fluids of our incredible our incredible innocence okay our incredible innocence they are stealing trying to steal they are trying to steal okay there's a depopulation program with these guys and there's a repopulation program with us. We are working and we have been bringing forth the repopulation program as they've been dealing with the depopulation program. And they know we're doing this, by the way, because we know they're doing that. There's more on that. I, I, can't, I can share more on that. I'm just teasing. But I tease that because I just want you to understand, sweet, sweet dear ones, that there is a repopulation program and it's taking place now. That's, that's the reason for the higher vibration stargates. To allow the only the highest of, of our essences to enter back through into the planet in a new system we call the Motu grid. The system is called the Motu grid. You're gonna get you're gonna hear this more often. Motu grid. And it's quite different from the old crystal grid. Let me, let me tell you. Okay, so it's okay though. We're on the right path together, I think. Um I see oh, just as we as I've got it here, I want to share with you stone, okay? Uh, this this is a very incredible story, and I am so on it. I want you to just gaze, just see the stone, if you can be with it a little bit. It is like this. It is like this, as you, you see.
0: I'm being guided to... Circle back to something really incredible and powerful that you said that I want people to absorb. You spoke yes. about connecting to the water or the mountains or I'm even I'm hearing the whales right now, um, different sea creatures or consciousness, and they hold the akashic memory of what's taking place on Earth, the true history. So when you See this stone. You guys want to really, really connect to the essence in the spirit and allow it to download to you what you need for your own process. And this is also what we can do when we're out in nature. We connect to the essence, the, the breath, the life in all things to recollect our memory.
1: This is the stone of Stonehenge. It's illegal to have this stone. <laughs> it is you're not meant to take any stone from out of Stonehenge. The only ones that can enter Stonehenge are the Druid Masters from the Obad Society in the UK. The one the can one person sh- who hmm, go ahead.
0: Sorry, um, can you because I know I said I mentioned the Akasha. And I know you have the Lemurian word for the Akasha. Can you share that with us? Waidua. Waidua, yes.
1: Which is, it, it also refers to two waters, two pathways of water, two currents of water.
2: Hmm.
1: It's eternal memory. Waidua. Now. I was gifted this a story with this. There's a a a prophecy or a proverb that was spoken, and it it came. I came to learn that it was spoken eight thousand years ago. in In a little village in Santa Barbara on the California coast, and it's pointed at eight thousand years ago when our people, the Maori, the Lemurians, the Maori people, because it's still in the modern age, we would host our canoes there. We're to maintain our canoes in this place in Santa Barbara. Okay, there's a mountain there which has eight peaks. And the mountain there. Now, the proverb goes like this. Whaya e koe te iti kahurangi. te tuahu koe me maunga teitei. Aramai te tuki tuki haumie, huie, taikiie. It means that there will be one who will climb the mountain to greet the elder who kept their word and the ancestor that kept their word to receive the energies and the knowledge and wisdom of the stone of the ages, the stone of Huye and the stone of the stone of Homie and the stone head of uh, huye, Homie and Huye, two ancient stones. Now, 15 years ago, I was invited to meet a little girl who was three months old that was speaking the language, and they asked me to come to California to meet her in Santa Barbara. I spoke some words on a telephone call, and they were uh, surprised by what I could see while I was talking. I told them I can see a little yellow bird that is her guardian. It speaks the word of love, which is arero, arero, araro, in the bird language. And and they tell me that she has a little guardian paddle that has a painting of a little yellow bird on it. And they started crying. I said, "I need to come see the little girl." That was just the, the one pathway to get me there. But when I got there, I met the elder that lived up on the mountain, who who knew my elders, who is from the Chumash people, or the Tuma people, the people of the Chumash from California. And he went to my school he' was an elder uh, 20 years my elder he was at my school of uh, my Wanang, my school mystery school he visited in the 80s and he kept his promise of what he was meant to do and he went back to the land of the chumas and he lived in the mountain and he, and he and he held all of the the sacred objects uh, um, secret and kept them secret and kept them sacred but he knew he had to meet somebody so I go there I meet him, we are in tears, and I go up the mountain with him, and he shows me the other axe head, which is a ponamu greenstone axe head that he had saved from a fire. His whole home burned down, and he had two items left. One was the axe head that's the, the, the partner to this one, and on a piece of paper that that spoke the proverb, uh, but it was in English, written by a, a powerful, powerful author known as Barry Barry Brailsford, who wrote... Uh, the translations in English for that proverb, and he had kept it, and he hid the stone, and he hid hid all the sacred stone in places under the weeds, so nobody could be see them. When I got there, he shared them with me. We were in tears. That was the first I connected to that proverb. Jump forward now to this time uh, three years ago. I was in the UK, and I met the I met the Druid Master. She said, I was, I was, uh, she was doing a ceremony, um, the solstice ceremony 2020 in June in the, in the, in the, uh, uh, Stonehenge. She was the guardian and the leader of that. She led that. And she said, she was told at the same time Mm -hmm. that she had to share a gift to me.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: We hadn't met them. She's a druid master. And she, they said, well, who? She said, well, you will know soon. Just put your hand on the stone. She, she's got hundreds of people around her. She's not allowed to touch the stone. She said, okay, and she touches the stone. And they say to her, pull, squeeze and pull. She pulled She pulled this right off the southern tower, the southern pillar. And they said, you have to gift this to him. And uh, a couple of months later, I connected to her and she said, I have a gift for you. And, when she, and I said, okay, they wanted to do an honoring to thank me for the work I was doing, and, and the Druids brought this stone and presented it, and I cried and cried and cried. I said, I know what that is. They said, we don't know what this is. We don't know what it means. I took my tukotoko, this staff, the uh, the lightning sword, and I did this. I said, this is my stone. This is from my axe from the many lifetimes as being a king. This stone belongs to me from the times of Lemuria. And I cried and I said, this this is the proverb of this stone. It's an 8,000-year proverb, prophecy, proverb, whatever wow. you want to call it. Wow. This is home year. Who year mm-hmm. was the other stone head? Taiki That's where that originates from, from the people of the thatched canoe to Chumas people in Santa Barbara. And – From the Druid Circle and the Druid Stone Stonehands, but from Lemuria.
2: Wow. I'm
1: sorry, I tried to rush that in, but I don't know how else to say it.
2: (laughs) Oh, no, it's
0: okay. So we're looking at the completion of an 8,000-year-old proverb through you connecting with these individuals and going on this sacred journey. I just wanted to, like, summarize so people can understand the... Essence, the frequency built into what you are sharing with us and allowing us to partake in.
1: Now, mm. it's 8,000 years because that was the time when the two most people realized and re- remembered who they were at that 8,000 years ago and remembered that our people, the Maorians, the Maori, the Polynesians, the Hawaiians, who is their bloodline, landed in that area. Mm-hmm. And you can still see the remnants of our people there today up in the mountains, the eight, the mountains of the eight peaks pointing to the, the eight-pointed star of the mother to the to the planet known as Kahurangi. You can see it from that location. I stood on the hangi stone to see, and it was amazing. So much to share there. That is in the land, the water, the sky, and the stone in the mountains, sweet, sweet dear ones. This 8,000-year prophecy is important because who is sitting here before me now is Aaron and yourselves, sweet, sweet dear ones. And and this was not gifted just to me. This was gifted to share with you. It wasn't about Mm -hmm. me. It was to remind you. And it comes from the Druid masters. They do not share anything with anybody. (laughs) Trust me on that. Trust me. Trust me on that. (laughs) They yeah. shared it with father because I am their father. Mm. In a way, yeah, we're talking more about these things. Now, there's one other thing I want to share with you before we switch gears again. I hope I can. Is that okay?
0: Absolutely. Of course.
1: I have in my plat this plastic, wonderful little modern container. This is this in here looks like sand to you. This is not sand. Like this is pure crystal. Not not touched by man. It's pure, like powder. It comes from one location on the planet. Okay, in here, the uh, of course, one little grain of this is so powerful. We use this and we work with this. Called this is called cortezara. This crystal comes from the comet that created the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. This comes from Lemuria, when Lemuria created the Gulf of Mexico. From that very weapon came this gift, and we utilize this and have been utilizing this and sharing with uh, many shamans and hunas all the way around the world who used to utilize and that we are able to share with them to gather this very powerful crystal uh, in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> <Excuse me>. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's not leaking okay this um it is not sand it is pure crystal it is pure uncontaminated and it flows like powder you can only get this in one place on the planet i cannot share that with you it's a very sacred okay but you can contact us in ways and we can share with you if you are aligned Mm -hmm. to these things and 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 maybe touch the stone of Stonehenge. If you've never been to Stonehenge, you would not be able to touch the stone. Here you go. And ma- <laughs> we made it easy for you. We made it easy for you. <laughs> hey.
0: You know, it's so funny you say that because as you were sharing the um, the proverb with us, or the prophecy, and sharing the stone, and I was hearing my spiritual team say. um, You don't have to walk up the 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 mountain, I guess that you had to walk up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Those were
1: in my younger days too. So okay, so yeah, I'm not walking up any more mountains as as such. (laughs) But you don't have to. You don't have to.
2: Yeah.
1: Someone said, "Please put that in a tight sealed jar." Well, we do this. We do have them in there. And they contain, we have them also
0: in this deck. So we have so many beautiful souls and people here in a variety and diversity of avatars. And I know you've shared with me about the the Lemuria seedings of of different peoples and populations. Can you talk about that a little bit? Seeding the different races on the
2: planet.
1: Okay, if you're a star seed, rainbow seed, you're, you're still uh, uh indigo seed. You would be over in your late 30s, indigos, or maybe 40s. Then you would be an ancient ancestor because there weren't that many indigos that survived the last couple of waves. Too many were committing suicide. Even in the rainbow families, rainbow seeds were committing suicide <laughs> because of the unsacredness that was uh, brought upon them, that they were not able to adapt to the unsacredness, right? Because Mm -hmm. the way that the seeds, uh, star seeds felt is not what, and what they felt was not what was on the planet, enough of it on the planet for them. They Mm -hmm. really do require the elders. They're required, the elders is required now to help seed the star seeds and to anchor them into the sacred water. To understand me? If we are speaking of the sacred breath, our breath is water, and that water must be kept sacred and, and to, to seed the star seeds into their body and then into the earth and to allow them to plant themselves so that the child of light can, can arrive here. Now, that is both um, in, the, in the spiritually and energetically and in the consciousness. To prepare it for the physical, the physical is going to enter, and it will be in my lifetime. The physical crystal light being will enter in my lifetime. It is in our consciousness. We are a little bit ahead of schedule now because we work ahead of schedule. So, so the physical is about to catch up, as some of you may know. But this seeding knowledge and knowledge is required by the elders and the eldership to continue with the the knowledge and bringing that to the star seeds, to nurture them to encourage their light and to even polish their light. Now, I have been tasked and I have been blessed, incredibly so, to be the one who carries a certain certain activation known as the great seal. By the way, seal means source element ascension light. It's not the word seal, it's an acronym. And it refers to source element ascension, and light my job is to activate the star seeds help polish their light and help them to stand and be able to be here in this this distortion field because it is a field of distortion
2: <clears throat>
1: <laughs> and, and and allow them to shine I do the best I can I have sealed thousands and thousands of star seeds and not just star seeds dark beings too. All beings, I am asked when I am asked to, 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 for a person, I would like to become sealed. I cannot deny that. I have to do this. There is a way, and I have learned over the last 30 years how to do this, and the most proficient way to do this, and the most energetic and activated way. That's a whole other story, sweet dear ones, but that's what, that's what I contribute to assisting the star seeds. Is this uh am I saying I'm Jesus or God? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just somebody that helps out. I'm just helping a brother out, okay? <laughs> my, my, my energy is confirmed. my My light source energy is confirmed, and who I am is confirmed. I have no doubts about that. I don't know what you think, but I know what I have and what I am, and it's confirmed by thousands, sweet dear ones. and I'm talking about people, I'm um, including people in Jerusalem and Israel that I have sealed Africa. All nations, India, and the United States, uh, Germany, and Norway, the Vikings, I've been all through that, and I continue to move through this of the last 30 years. There are Hunas on this call right now, and we welcome them, Huna uh, Matarana, Huna Tamaake, that I can just see here, who have, all, who have become sealed by activated. Being sealed <clears throat> means to activate your... Your light, even even more powerfully, polished the headlights, if one could say. You know what I'm saying? And then I and I enter, I put into and enter more powerful energy to to help boost the dragon energies and the whale and the dolphin energies that come through them, balancing of the masculine and feminine and zero type zero archetype, to bring forth the zero archetype as, as best as possible. There's another Huna there who's from uh, who's from Iceland. Good to see you, Father, Huna uh, Kasataha, Loris Christensen. He's a giant man, about six foot seven. And he's from he's from Iceland, sweet, sweet dear ones. He's right here on the call. He's one of my Hunas. I call him my Huna. Uh, he's one of the sealed ones. Is that the chosen ones? Everybody's chosen, sweet, sweet dear ones. Mm-hmm. Sweet, uh, uh, star seeds or otherwise how you would like to refer to yourself. All good. We are all here. We are all here. Let us be together and treat one another. It's, it's, let us, you, you know, let, let down, put down what what, uh, put put down what that which you're carrying that doesn't serve you, and just be with us together. Accept what I'm saying. Receive what I'm saying. I receive you for what you are saying for you being here, sweet dear ones. I'm not asking you to be, to believe me, <clears throat> to believe me, but I am. Uh, sharing with you what is already confirmed in what I do. Okay. And that is because I don't just do it remotely. I do it in person and location, physically, all the, all dimensions, sweet dear ones, all dimensions, all the way to the 48th dimension within your DNA structure and back again. Okay. Now, I don't know if that answers your question, sweet uh, Aaron, uh, but. I'm not um, going to pick, pick between this and that one.
0: It's aligned. It's aligned. So um before we start wrapping up, speaking of DNA and the activation of the DNA, can you share with us from through your lens and perspective where we are in that crystallization process of the DNA structure?
1: Sweet, sweet dear ones. These are are deep subjects, and there is so much information here. (laughs) And we're going to need another few shows. Oh,
0: definitely, definitely. So
1: so what questions everybody has, just hold them. We'll get around to them at some stage. But let me just say, the work that I do with the Stargates is known as the MOTU grid. It is the new birthing system for the child of light. The child of light is not to enter into this distortion field, as you must know that. And so, because there is distortion in this field, the, the child of light has not entered this field physically, perhaps consciously in a way, right in the in the star seed's consciousness as well. And we are here to ensure and guarantee, to guarantee and assure that we we complete that task. Now that this, the star are aligned to the highest DNA structure, so you can access them through your consciousness and modalities that we are sharing. Certainly, to activate your twelve strand DNA, to align you, to 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 basically be uh, within your in your in your light in a stronger way, you may be able to do that yourself, and that's fine. I'm just sharing this for those who cannot or need guidance. It's not about me telling you what to do. I'm sharing with you what is available. Now, this has already been been done. I've been doing these things now. This is not a religious thing. It's not a church thing. I'm afraid religion has nothing to do with this. You know, Jesus was a wonderful Yeshua, not even Jesus. You can't can't say Jesus. He didn't use a J. They don't speak that language in the Hebrew. Yeshua, Isa, there were a few of these gentlemen, and they were also understanding of this knowledge, okay, so they were about the knowledge, not so much about Christianity. It was about helping humanity, right? So what this is about is about the same thing. Helping humanity to, to, to guarantee that humanity breaks through, that we, we can all do this together. The DNA strand, uh, and what we do with the Stargates is aligned to certain levels um, of the activation of your DNA strand. So if you are talking about being Anunnaki and being Archon and remaining in it, then you are of the 10 strand DNA, which is the, the Kazarian, which is the Zionists, which is the Pakeha. They cap off at the 10 strand DNA on purpose because that is a trap and they want to keep the DNA in a time loop trap. That's called the Draconian the tr- draconian astrology and zodiacs, and all of that is aligned to that, by the way. Okay. Now, I was in Svat in Jerusalem on the 11 11 11. I sealed 54 activations, 54 hunas. It takes an hour each. Right. And we were there on the 11, 11, 11 to do the protocol I dubbed the paradigm convergence. And we were clearing the dome of the rock. We were clearing the wailing wall. We were opening a 24th dimensional stargate, which is a rainbow stargate, three eighths, three eighths all the way up, and it opened above us at the wailing wall. We were in we were we were in ceremony at the wailing wall, sweet sweet dear ones. Three rings of Hunas in ceremony in front of the IDF, yeah, the military, and all the rabbis and priests. They couldn't do a thing. They could not stop us. The ceremony <laughs> was also called the Rite of Return. This was 2018, which was known as the 11-11-11 in the November. We did that right in their face, and no, nobody could see us. And there were 54 of us in ceremony in three rings. Right above us, open twenty fourth dimension stargates, and then w- w- I had a meeting with the rabbis in a little town called Svat and Skilderman, and he was talking about that they are of the ten strand because they work with the 10, ten, ten point cipherot. As you must know, what the cipherot is, if you do not, just Google it. These things you can Google cipherot. That's aligned to the ten strand archon code of the Kazarians and the and the um the uh, Kabbalah, Kabbalah, the Kabbalah, okay? Well, that's a trap, and that is purpose, because they only wanted that. So if that's what they want, they can have that. But sweet, sweet, dear ones, you cannot influence that on the rest of the world, which is what they had been doing. So we, need, we opened up two more dimensions to the, t- the 12th dimensional D- DNA strand to activate the DNA strand, and we did that, and we were doing that right there in front of that rabbi. He didn't realize we were shamans. He thought we were tourists. There were 24 of us standing in front of him. And so this allowed it to open. Since that happened, um, it's been opening for many awakening, part of the awakening process, sweet dear ones. There were many others doing what they do, but I can only share with you what we were doing, directly related to the 12-strand DNA. As that was opening, I had already activated plus 12 stargates. That are the stargates that we are working with for the DNA and for Um, our consciousness. And now um, I'm about to next year or the coming six months, I'm about to activate stargate number 24. When I activate stargate 24 and we're moving towards this energy. Now you're going to, you're going to see and feel these energies and this clarity come in. You're already being programmed with the solar energy. You had the solar flash in September. You're about to have, and you're getting more solar energy. You're getting prepared for when the 24 strand DNA opens in the coming six months, you're going to feel more clarity and more wisdom and memory coming in from, from, it, from the inanimate objects. You'll touch, touch the land, touch the water, touch the sky, touch it, be with it. And okay, we always said be with the nature, but in this instant, there's going to be an incredible uh insurgence of insurgence of powerful energy coming in. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that's an activation of the 24th stargate. Then I start moving towards activating the next series from 25 to 36. 36 to 48, and in my lifetime, I will complete those stargates before I leave this planet, before I return as the child of light, where you're going to get me when I come in, right? <laughs> right? You're going to guarantee that? Food? Well, okay, all I, right. I, I know you got me. You got me, Aaron. I know you got me, right? I got you. I got you. It's
0: the same way I asked for the elder to come in, you know, I'm gonna have to pay it back when you come back. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a playback, sister. Hey, I want to. I want to enjoy. I it's want to just enjoy a cycle, and see what we right? We're
0: just changing roles. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's exactly. And so the wisdom and being shared here, um, and through our our your beautiful work. All the sweet, sweet, dear ones here, and for those that are still needing some guidance or looking for guidance, and you can leave the draconian system. We have a way to to bring you out of that matrix of the 10-strand DNA, bring you over to the Lemurian operating system, which we call WAT, which you can see right behind me. See that part of it right behind me? The coding system of Lemuria's operating system, which <clears throat> operates counterclockwise in the opposite rotation and in time to the draconian, because it cannot be seen, it operates out of faith. You see, it's hidden <laughs> a little bit. It, it's a little bit duplicitous of us, which means treacherous, by the way. Um, but for the light, okay, and, and to yep. and to allow what has served to be undone, and so that uh, it not, you know we no longer need some of these things, you know. So, so we can share more of that and um, we'll share links with you and there's whoers that can yeah, so, share modalities so how
2: with can you
0: get in touch we're going to leave your website in the description um, is there anything else you're offering that you want to highlight and we'll leave the links um, for that as well
1: education is really required here so we we offer on the website there's a course called the Dragon Masters Dragon Masters gives you 50 days, um, which which drops out to you every, every few days. It will drop out uh, mo- modules for you to to learn and to practice. And practice them and take your time with them because in June, every Lemurian New Year, which is in June, the first weekend of June, we have the Practical Dragon Masters Intensive that is mm-hmm. here in Mexico. And um, then all the graduates would come and spend two two to three days with me and we go through the practicals for them to graduate. The other things we have available is the birth chart readings are available on quantumnavigator.earth. Learn your Lemurian birth chart. It's so far removed from a a, a, um, a Greek zodiac, which is of the wars, the, the gods of war. We are not with gods of war. Neither are we with the days that are of uh, of the uh, Caesars and the emperors of war, which is August, September. We are not with this days. They don't exist so we'll bring you back over to Lemuria, to bring you to the true nature and super intelligence of the nature, and your super intelligence to awaken your superpowers of supernatural, supernatural, natural abilities, your superpowers. You are awakening. I know that's why you're here. Still, the, the little more information there. There, there is also um, other Huna's have other websites where you can enjoy. Uh, Lemurian uh, oracle readings, a little bit more uh, deeper spiritual readings, which are incredible, that you can find at flc.earth. Mm-hmm. That is by uh, Huna Kahasahi. And uh, birth chart, Lemurian birth chart readings by Huna Kamaake, which means the child of the awakening. That is on her website, which is quantumnavigator.earth. Quantum now, if I can leave with you with this sound, I know you said, can you see I was going to
2: ask, noise? yeah.
0: Some some light language for us.
1: Okay, as we as we um, bid each other a matakor here today, sweet sweet dear ones, I invite you to repeat these sounds and just to be in in, in stillness. I invite you to close your eyes for a moment. Just listen deeply. Okay, <clears throat> just listen deeply. From the stillness comes the sound. From the sound comes the knowing. From the knowing comes the action. From the stillness comes the sound. From the sound comes the knowing. From the knowing comes the action. From the stillness comes the sound. From the sound comes the knowing. And from the knowing comes the action. From the action comes the knowing. From the knowing comes the sound. From the sound comes the silence. From the silence comes the light. Repeat after me. Ma. You can repeat after me, Aaron. Ma. First light. All right.
0: I put myself on mute. <laughs> Ma.
1: Okay. First light. First light. Ha. Ha. First breath.
0: First breath. Ka. Ka.
1: First born.
0: First born. Wa. Wa.
1: First love.
0: First love. Ka. Fa.
1: First stone.
0: First stone. He. He.
1: First fire.
0: First fire. Ma. Ma. Ha. 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 Ka. Ka. Wa. Wa. Ta. Ta. He. He. Ta. Ta wa wa ka. ka ha ha ma ma
1: sa sa. Just listen and just listen deeply as I complete. Ike ingwa in the name of Toidi, the vibration. Oh, oh. The frequency, the wana, the energy. Why do a tapu? We remember you. te ingoa in the name of te the land; te rani, the sky; te katau, the water. Why do a tapu? We remember you. Ite ingoa in the name of te the mother; matua, the father; tama, the child; huna, the light. Why do a tapu? We remember you. Kitahara ta ta aroha me te mana, me te kaha, me te ihim, te mātauranga, te muhi o te manuangha, i tuakene, i tuakene, i tuakene, i tuakene. Whae e riko, whae e riko, whae e riko, whae e riko, whae e huna, 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 ina, 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 un rā in the light of days, inua in the seasons of love, ina tau in the light year, ni marana before confusion, ni marana pure crystal light ni marana lemuria 5 ni marana
2: I
0: had to open my eyes because the void was pulling me in. (laughs) So I felt myself going into the source field and I was like, okay, wait. (laughs) I can't go into total self-realization, right? Like right here on the spot right now. You got to host the
2: show.
0: (laughs) Right?
1: (laughs) This is an offering in Lemuria. This hand greeting Mm -hmm. here.
0: I felt my hands doing this as well um, yeah. as you were sharing.
1: Ah beautiful. I offered this received the gift to return the gift.
0: And I thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so we will share your links. And I am so grateful and honored to co-create this moment in time for the Lemuria Five with you. Um, And from my heart to your heart, from my soul to your soul, it's been such a pleasure. And thank you all for hanging out with us. And we will definitely be back together with another discussion and transmission because there's just so much, right? There's just so much to share. Um,
2: Thank you all wa wow, wow.